That was um, Emma's beautiful voice on the jingle, and she is no longer with us. But we are introducing a new Very Loose Woman tonight. Um, I'm Leo. Now you're listening to our show, and welcome, Soila, is what I was trying to say. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi, Soila. So excited. Um, we also so have much. in the studio Catherine. Hello. Hello. Good evening. And we have two guests, which I will leave to Soila to introduce. Yes, yeah, so we've got two friends on. We've got Leah and Lauren, um, because tonight on the show we're going to be talking about diversity in the makeup industry. Uh, before we get on to the main topic tonight, it's time, like it should be every week, um, for a gripe or a mini celebration. So if we start with Catherine, what do you have to offer today? I've got a makeup-themed gripe. Brown mascara. Nowhere stocks brown, <laughs> flipping mascara. But during the day, especially with bright lighting, if you're really fair, it can just look really harsh. Like, it just it just doesn't work. It's a lot softer. So that's a kind of ongoing gripe that I have. The uh, song that you heard before these um, gripes mini celebrations was Lip Gloss by Lil Mama, if I'm not wrong. My gripe and mini celebration is one story combined. So to this morning, so I finished uh, my contract on Friday. So I've had like three days of watching stupid YouTube clips. <laughs> that is what I have been doing. But this morning I get um, a call from my upstairs neighbor who's like, uh, trying to sell her house and so she's like can you please do something with the garden because it's really overgrown so she, <laughs> she comes down and she's like cut this one cut this one cut this one so I spent like a lot of this morning cutting down branches from trees mm-hmm. um, and I have a very overgrown chestnut trees uh, like many many branches to cut anyway in all of this like I, I got into she went she went back to her house and um, I got into a bit of a like soaring frenzy with this rusty saw <laughs> and I sawed into my hand like very little I'm making it sound much worse you can barely see it um, I mean listeners can not see it at all um, <laughs> because it's radio but um, were you to be here you would not be able to see it so I call my regular doctor and they say ah oh, yeah your tetanus shot that was 2010 you need a booster you have to go to A&E and so I'm like oh no that's my whole day gone I, there's so many more branches to cut um, and so uh, I call up my French doctor who administered it, uh, administ- administered <laughs> this shot and he's like these are just the British doctors trying to sell you more vaccines you don't need it <laughs> so I'm like let's go with that one so I don't have to queue at any um, and so who knows maybe I have tetanus but the mini celebration is I didn't have to queue at the hospital there you go and and yeah. the gripe is maybe I have tetanus. I, I'm worried. I'm worried about it. <laughs> okay. I'm sure it's. I'm not um, joking. I'm sure it's fine. So my mini celebration, as Leo has already pointed out, is the fact that this is my first kind of show. Very loose women on the the team, and um, I have produced this show, so I'm very very excited Ooh. for it. Thrown in at the deep end, very but, much so. Yeah. Yeah. But no, we're having fun, Leah. Do you have a gripe or a celebration? Um, I guess mine's a bit of a celebration. I graduate on Saturday. Yes! Finally done with education. (laughs) (laughs) 
so yeah um i'm excited i managed to get like my whole family to come so my uni gave us like four tickets and then i called and i was like please can i get an extra one and they were like yeah and then i called and i was like please can my whole family come (laughs) so seven of us saturday yes taking over (laughs) yeah actually eight of us yeah wow and (laughs) lauren do you have something to Um, my one is before i came here i met with my friend idris who started his own pr company so we're about to like launch and like get connected again wow so, yeah just getting on board with that so that should be really good Ooh. future events and stuff yes. plug you guys <laughs> <laughs> thank you so um now that we've talked about our celebrations and gripe we're going to move on to the main topic for today um we're having a discussion about makeup and um we're gonna be talking very broadly um at first about makeup wearing it um buying it so i guess to start for the group um when did you start wearing makeup i feel like i wore a lot more makeup when i was younger and the heavy sort of period was kind of um first few years of secondary school going into teen kind of teenage um years and i was just into everything i had this what was called a pan stick which was basically like a giant lipstick made of foundation that you just smeared smeared over your face i had mascara if there was ever a magazine that had free makeup i would kind of just gravitate towards it like the lip gloss and that kind of thing um but i don't really know where this love came from because my mum doesn't wear makeup she doesn't wear anything she never really does i've probably seen her use mascara once or twice on a super special occasion but any makeup that w- did find itself in the house probably stuff she got given that she doesn't use right from when I was really little I was just totally fascinated by it and I think it's just that it started off as a dressing up mm. and playing and being quite creative and enjoying it in that way mm. and then sort of turned more into something that you know you you can change your face for different moods and as a teenager maybe it had that pr- protective thing so it's definitely changed but those those early memories were definitely more just about fun and experimenting with something that I just found really utterly fascinating and I just couldn't ever put it down I'd forgotten about that period of my because I I always think I don't wear a lot of makeup I don't wear makeup as a daily thing sometimes I use my girlfriend's mascara but beyond that and like some blush but I don't really like step beyond that but there was a period when I was about 18 and I got really into face paint and I bought like a pack of kids <laughs> kids face paint and I just wouldn't go out without it mm-hmm. and it was like I would do like a big blue line on one cheek or like I got really into it wow, when I was living cool. in Belgium I'd totally forgotten about that whole period in my life and sometimes I just write a word on my forehead and just walk around with it all day what what kind of word um like my word of the day <laughs> it's really silly but one day i just wrote loser on my forehead why <laughs> would you do that <laughs> were you having a bad day it was actually it was just as a funny joke i i always when i was living in liege i was like I'm never going to meet anyone that I meet here again because mm-hmm. it's like remote Belgium. It's not that remote. Liège is actually one of the best, <laughs> as as anyone who knows me will know, one of the best places I've ever lived. It's a wonderful, wonderful place. But yeah. I just t- felt totally freed by, you know, not having any social ties to anyone at the time. It's kind of like when you go on holiday and you just don't, you don't care about anyone else because you're never going to see them again. Exactly. So but for nine months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Yeah. Nine months. <laughs> so why did you start wearing me? Um, I was 12. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I, I had a lot more freedom to wear makeup apart from, I'll go into that, but um, because I went to a boarding school, so my mum really didn't like like anyone wearing makeup when they were 12 in the house. Yeah. Um, but when I was in boarding school, I'd like, I'd like pack a makeup bag and then like as soon as I was in Horsham, just like wear makeup every day. Um, but I just started with like um, eyeshadows and eyeliner. I'd like put so much coal on my eyes and... Mm wear like green and like copper eyeshadows mm. really bad but um yes yeah, so i was 12 anytime my house mistress saw me she'd be like wash it off now <laughs> um but yeah then it progressed <laughs> like and to foundation lauren you were saying earlier that you kind of watched your mum mm. do makeup yeah so i was always obsessed with like the egyptian cat eye flick because my mum that's my mum's signature look and that's always been my signature look since so it's like i was trying to emulate my mum but then i got a bit more experimental and started doing like the blue mascara type thing Mm -hmm. and then i remember one day i was wearing so much mascara to class that one of my friends um said to me one day when i wasn't wearing makeup oh lauren you look ill like are you okay and i was just like yeah i'm just not wearing makeup like oh you wear so much makeup like maybe you shouldn't and then after that i was just so conscious about the amount of makeup i wore there was a real like when i first um was of the age of wearing makeup like 13 14 um there's a real like I felt a real uh, sort of barrier towards it. Like my dad would mm. see makeup ads on TV. I, like he had custody of me at the time and he would see like people wearing a lot of makeup and like say very misogynist things at them. Mm. Um, and so I felt like it was like really like morally bad to mm. wear makeup. And I remember like one time my sister was like 17, 18, she's four years older than me and she was putting foundation on and I said like, oh, you're wearing cheat, you're wearing cheat. And I was like, really? <laughs> like, you know, like in an accusation yeah, type yeah. tone. See, and that's the kind of stuff that I like. I ran. I, that's what drove me kind of towards makeup is knowing that, like, if there was someone wearing loads of makeup on TV and she was like really young, my mum would be like, oh, she'd make a little comment like, oh, she's so young. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was like, okay, now I need to wear makeup. I want to like, I want to know all the fuss is about. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like whenever my sisters were at school, I'd go through their makeup bags mm-hmm. and just like literally put everything on my face. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff made me want to go towards makeup. Yeah, so I mean, I started wearing makeup. It wasn't, I never used to wear foundation. It was always eyeliner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, my it was my dad who would say to me, oh, you know, why don't you, you just wear eyeliner and just practice. And mm-hmm. so um, when my friends say to me now, oh my God, I love your, love your flick. How do mm-hmm. you do it? And it's like, well, I've had years of practice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I also remember that I used to be just so fascinated by my mum's lipsticks. Mm. And I think that's a really stereotypical kind of yeah. image of young girl kind of trying on her mum's lipstick. lipstick yeah. But it was very much kind yeah. of like, ooh, what's that? Let's yeah. have a look at that. Before we move on to the sort of key topic of tonight, I just wanted to read out a little WhatsApp message from Emma. Um, For all of those who know Emma, you'll know that she wears a lot of glitter or that that is her sort of like signature party wear. Mm -hmm. Maybe beyond that, Catherine, I think. I think just signature. Signature. Yeah, she likes glitter. (laughs) Often when she stays at my house afterwards, there's lots of glitter. So it's it's like she leaves at this trail of of glitter. Um, She says, I wear glitter because it makes my face look happy and healthier and more fun and makes me feel all those things and I have pretty much stopped wearing makeup I rarely wear it at work or uni in fact at all at the moment maybe some mascara or something but I don't have the time or inclination mm. I find so, the she's... healthier interesting <laughs> because I've never seen someone without glitter and thought they look really unhealthy because their faces are glittering <laughs> <laughs> well, it gives that healthy glow if you like it does a shimmer why, why highlight is such a big thing now like yeah. it just gives you that gives you that shine I think things have definitely changed a lot since when I was a kid and getting into makeup I feel like that kind of time like late 90s especially the sort of fashion was very much about the natural look and the Mm -hmm. idea that you wear makeup 
that just makes you look kind of the same but enhanced and no one's meant to be able to tell that you're wearing makeup and it's meant to be a bit of a secret and we're not being too kind of out and proud about mm. it but you know god forbid you actually just just genuinely go natural because then people will know that you're not wearing makeup and they'll think uh, no you need to kind of fix that whereas now I feel like it's kind of gone sort of to the other extreme where mm. it's very much like having your selfie contouring and looking very enhanced almost like mm. you've had plastic surgery I know I kind of agree but then I also feel like we're also moving away from that so I feel like that's yeah. the good thing about um just I don't know what it is that's the root of it is it social media is it just like ex- being at the stage in life where we've just ex- experienced every sort of look that now you see people with like the contoured look that you were talking about but also um there's that 90s natural look that I'm seeing mm, people so people do everything and everything is is like considered you know so like on my Instagram explore page I'll see so many things I'll see like makeup tutorials where there's like the sharp lines and whatever mm-hmm. and then there's someone who literally her makeup tutorial is just to find that glow on the face you know yeah. mm-hmm. and that's it and everything's like natural um but yeah I like I kind of agree with you as well I think that um whenever someone said to me oh you look so good you're not wearing makeup and I'm wearing makeup I, I get so offended so like I think I put a lot of effort in to make mm. sure now that when I'm wearing makeup it's a lot more like it's a lot more of a conscious okay. effort. yeah but so what like, do you mean I don't get it. so like if I've worn makeup before yeah. and then someone hasn't realized that I'm wearing makeup mm. and they're like oh you look so good you're not even wearing makeup it's like yeah I am. Oh. Like, people sometimes people can't tell they're, right. they're like oh okay. you look this exactly yeah. the same with or without makeup I'm like no I don't yeah, I yeah. get so offended or like what one thing I have like that people do say which is almost a compliment is um, like when it's obvious you're wearing makeup but the look you're going for is like the natural look mm. so they'll be like oh it's so flawless but like in a not in a like mm. in your face way but in a it's so like you've literally just emulated the colour of your skin mm. you know that's yeah. like that's the aim and that so you, it's obvious you're wearing makeup but it's just you look like you know like you've got like a four-year-old skin kind of thing (laughs) um actually on the subject of um skin color and foundation um the main reason why we're talking about this today is because um i'm very interested in makeup i like wearing it playing around with it that kind Mm. of thing um and singer rihanna um just recently launched her own (coughs) makeup range which is called fenty beauty yeah rihanna Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um it was making headlines because of how diverse the range is how diverse the advertising has been they've got 40 foundation shades which is huge um for the makeup industry um 10 highlighters and a universal lip gloss color um and what has been so interesting about the launch is how other makeup brands have reacted to the success they've Mm -hmm. changed their advertising to suit darker skin tones Mm -hmm. Um, because the um, Fenty Beauty has focused so much on darker skin tones. Um, And now it's fair to say that um, all of us on the Very Loose Women team have lighter, um, fairer skin tones. Mm -hmm. And I'm mixed race myself, but I've never really had an issue finding makeup for my colour. And what Rihanna's range seems to have done is made foundation and makeup so much more diverse and accessible. Um, by focusing on on darker shades and we were talking earlier about struggles you've had um finding a darker shade mm. um or how expensive it is to find that darker shade yeah um and like w- when we was talking about this earlier mm. i think my point was that um I, ca- I can't really say that oh you know i have a, a problem like that's like a surface level pro- i don't know like it's never that intense like my issue with makeup just because and maybe that is the problem is that 
um, I've always just accepted that, okay, you know, my, my, I need to focus my energy on the high-end stuff, which mm-hmm. will definitely have my colour. And whether that is, you know, high-end for me can literally range from, like, the NARS to, like, the Armani stuff. So, yeah. um, but for me, because I've just accepted, you know, this is where I'm going to find my makeup, um, I do fork out, like, 40, 46 pounds, 50 pounds, you know, for a foundation. Um, whereas if I, if I was, like, if I just, you know, like, really just, looked at the issue here and said no like I need to why can't I find my L'Oreal match yeah <laughs> you know um like with ease you know in any boot store mm-hmm. then yeah I would have a, a big problem with makeup but because I haven't really gone down that route and just just gone for the NARS and you know yeah. paid let me just pay that yeah. 40 pounds I think my friend pays eight pounds <laughs> I think it's quite interesting because I think always having to have worn like expensive makeup does always yeah. make me feel a bit special so, like, it's true when your friends yeah. ask you say oh where do you get yours from and they'd be like oh I got mine from a man yeah or, like <laughs> yeah. oh I got mine from here and it's like oh yeah. you're wearing really high quality yeah, yeah. because it's such a big investment yeah. especially because I'm a lot darker as well so if for instance when I used to wear man mm. and man got discontinued a couple of years ago in the UK my mum would order it online or if not then I would move and I mm. went to like Bobby Brown then I went to Mac and yeah. then I went to NARS then I went to mm. I can't remember it I makes used, it more special yeah so um, I think you have more scope to try out a lot of things as yeah, well. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. but I think it's quite interesting that everyone's saying that oh this is so diverse, blah blah blah. If you think about it, Rihanna's being inclusive. That's the word that should yeah, actually be right, used. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like she's including everyone from Albino, from to, Albino to, to to like the darkest, the darkest person color, ever. So yeah. it's more about inclusivity rather yeah. than diversity. And I think yeah. the words are getting a bit mm. mixed. Mixed. Up. Okay, that's yeah. a good point. Do you yeah. not think? Yeah, so yeah it's I never thought. Yeah, it is. Because yeah. I was reading an article about Ivy Park as well, and they were talking about oh, and Ivy Park is just Beyonce. Beyonce's yeah. um, fashion line, line exactly yeah. and they're talking Thank about you. yeah Ivy yeah. Park Beyonce's yeah. um, sportswear line yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, basically they were saying how it's all about inclusivity and not diversity because she's got someone that's got vitiligo on her on her um, campaign and she's got someone that's a six year old dancer that's the one where you can't walk straight like where, where you stro- what's the vitiligo is because that where you skin pigment oh yeah so vitiligo oh, yeah, so the campaign has yeah. got someone that's like that With and then someone's like 60 years old a black woman then they've got someone else that's like mixed race like it's just all about inclusivity and I think people like the word diverse but really they should be looking at inclusivity Mm. but do you think that inclusivity then has been uh, an issue in this industry 100% yeah well just but like to rephrase what you were saying Mm. like you're paying a premium because of your skin colour yeah yeah and that is by its nature exclusive Mm. like it's demanding exclusivity and even even with the premium stuff like I'm like that Mm. I've, I've invested in um, it's like it's not really that accessible like okay fair enough NARS is, is accessible um, not necessarily my colour like I've had to sometimes trek from Selfridges to Carnaby Street mm. just to find bloody what's it called caramel yeah. concealer yeah. Um, and and that's just not okay but but yeah sometimes mm. it's even that I have to like order from online stuff yeah. that come from America so you know cult beauty stuff like that and it's like oh, just yeah. wait two weeks I think the issues that people haven't, I think brands didn't prioritise like minorities as their like biggest clientele, whereas mm-hmm. Rihanna has. And this is yeah. why she's got such a big influx yeah. because she saw where the market was like lacking and mm-hmm. she took it from, she's not making it like just purely for black people, no, people of everyone. colour, it's for everyone. everyone. Yeah. So I think if they had focused on this ages yeah. ago, then it would have just been so normalised. Yeah. Rihanna's not, she is revolutionary, yeah. but this shouldn't have been a re- revolutionary thought. Mm, they should have just been all. normalized it's like, like what, what is the reason for like when we were talking earlier and you yeah. were saying that like for example when your mum calls like the different like YSL stores and, it's, and yeah. they're like oh we very limited very limited yeah. we have your colour but it's like why is it limited mm-hmm. what do you, like, is there a shelf is the life reason? for makeup will it go off if they yeah 100% yeah, yeah. 
yeah. expires. It's like definitely expires. like milk. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's one of those things where <laughs> not no, as no, quickly no. as milk. <laughs> I, I'd say like it's one of those things where um, it doesn't just go off and then you suddenly have to like throw away but it's more like you see the gradual change like yeah. okay maybe they start to like um like separate like yeah. you, know, yeah. you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. almost like with nail polish when you put it in the sun and then like separates yeah. stuff like that or like like i definitely had a foundation that i was just like with my sister's true um so my i was we were mentioning earlier that my sister had this like l'oreal i don't know if it's l'oreal but it's mm. true match or yeah true like match that. or something Number and, and it, yeah. yeah i don't know what it is but it was perfect like literally her skin color mm. Um, and then they discontinued it and she, she like called like the headquarters and, like and emailed everyone and they just mm. couldn't give her a good reason why they'd done that but mm. um, her like she, she used her sparingly and then it got to the point where it was just like separating like the colour was just getting really bad and yeah, she loved so it so much. If you went into a high street kind of shop that just it's all kind of like the lower um, kind of end range of makeup. Mm. Would you, you would go in and you just wouldn't find anything that would match your skin colour if you're looking for a foundation, you know. Can we say brands, names, name of brands? No. Yeah, I mean, you've been... Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have been, yeah. Gone so what it. do you mean, like, what So, you, you know, if you walked into somewhere like your boots, you see okay, those yeah. things, are those the kind of places where... I think it's, it's more like location. Limited, so, yeah. for example, like, if I was to buy a foundation when I was at school, you know, West Sussex, I was not going to find my colour mm. at all. Um, but yeah, no, definitely in yeah. Oxford Circus, you're, I mean, yeah, like. But even like my sister used to use Maybelline and she used the darkest colour. I think it was like cocoa or something. And mm. you could probably find it in central London. Yeah, central London. But it'd London. be very specific stores. Yeah. So right. like, so, like the Bond Street one or Bond something. Bond Street, yeah. even, even then it wasn't oh, big really? enough. So yeah. you'd have to go somewhere a bit, even a bit more mm. central. So I don't know. Or I like as soon as they had it in stock, just it go would and get be the gone. first batch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or she'd get like three. So yeah, that she'd yeah. stock up on them. Yeah, so that yeah. she ran out, then she'd have more. That's mm. that was such a big issue. Is, is this a problem specifically for foundation? Because uh, you were saying, Catherine, that you had difficulty finding brown mascara right in your grape. Mm. Yeah. Sure. Um, but are there problems across the board in makeup, in like what people might need that are difficult to access? I mean, I've. I mean, there's there's a difference between exclusivity in terms of this is a limited edition kind of lipstick or something mm-hmm. and I, that's totally different from um that this store is or this brand is discontinuing this shade of makeup mm-hmm. because they don't sell enough mm-hmm. and i think that's that has been the issue mm-hmm. um not the oh we've run out of these mm-hmm. yeah. limited edition lipsticks also just to do with a brand deciding on their target audience mm-hmm. and working out where can they make the most money and then deciding well, maybe for PR, we'll provide some different shades, like smaller amount, mm-hmm. but we aren't going to choose to focus on it. And they can they can afford to do that. And it becomes, I don't know, like it sounds like maybe the expertise and putting in a bit of extra effort and spending a bit more money to diversify the range, mm-hmm. they feel like in the UK they can get away with doing that. Whereas you're talking about America where presumably mm-hmm. there's a much bigger market yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just seems like something which now more and more brands are going to find that that is actually unacceptable because I mean, there's yeah, going to yeah. be a lot of pressure on them. And the same with advertising, you know, looking at any primetime TV advert for any of the major makeup brands, you're going to see pretty much your often celebrities, but generally mm. white celebrities. It's really unusual yeah. to get that diversity there. Mm. But just when you're saying like maybe it's the case that America has a bigger market for the kind of mm. diverse, maybe it's just that they have more like bigger investments in it. I don't think it's that there's a bigger a bigger market. Yeah. Um. At all, I feel like you know you'll find you'll have just as many like 
um, ethnic minorities trying to buy mm. foundations that suit their skin colour here as you would in America. It's just that there's more investment in America for it. Yeah. Well, maybe there has been up until now. Um, so yeah, I like I, I don't know what what brand has discontinued a color because they weren't selling. That doesn't make sense no, to me. No, it's all about trend. Oh, if you're talking about like, mm. lipstick and stuff. Like oh, that. lipstick. Like, sorry, yeah. Fashion and trend and that sort of thing. But like foundation. Yeah, yeah the my YSL one. They they weren't selling enough, so they didn't continue it. That. They didn't stock in House Fraser for like months. I don't believe. But I don't 100%. believe that's because no one bought it. No, it's not because no one bought it, but it wasn't in demand. Like it wasn't as in demand. Like they're mm. not coming as often mm. as people that are like Caucasian would be going and buying why I sell makeup. Do you get what I mean? But why? Maybe they're just not buying because oh, I think they're... because obviously maybe with us we'd probably not everyone wears YSL like I can't think of mm. many of my friends that wear YSL makeup. But imagine if YSL did the same. But they're not promoting um, it as promo- much. exactly promotion. It's as all about promotion. Beauty. Exactly. exactly. Like, so that's what the issue is because yeah. if you're not promoting it as much because they want a certain yeah. clientele to it's buy like, it, yeah. then they will just like you've already it. made up your decision on yeah. what your what your your like. Your, who your market is 100%. like yeah. so okay yeah that's, I mean that's, and yeah. that's the that's the thing with the reaction to, to Fenty Beauty mm. that these big makeup brands have changed their entire kind of social media presence by including women of colour by mm. including kind of um, swatches which mm. are like um, a demonstration of the colour of the shade mm. um, on different um, skin tones mm-hmm. um, as a result of, of the success of, of Fenty Beauty and I think that's a really interesting thing to see how they've thought oh there's this thing now yeah. and yeah. we need to get on that so that we look like we're also as inclusive mm. Yeah, but I think people can read between the lines like yeah. if someone can tell when something's gimmicky or yeah. trendy and like no one's all of a sudden just going to go and start using L'Oreal if they weren't using L'Oreal mm. or I know like people want to invest in Rihanna and like her products or like it's also other, her brand like people trust yeah. 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 Rihanna's <laughs> so stylish she's like she, oh, yeah, she's, it's like it's her brand yeah, yeah. Uh, we actually need to start wrapping up. I know, now. I know. Um, go so fast. We do have a Rihanna track coming up, so <gasps> to yeah, satisfy yeah. everyone's current <laughs> desire. Um, do you, would you like to lead us out of the show? Um, no, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> why, why not? Um, yeah, so you've been listening to Very Loose Women on Resonance FM. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at VLW Radio. Or you can follow Resonance if you're not already doing that. Um, and we have a podcast, so find us on iTunes, Stitcher, um, Acast. Uh, we're Very Loose Women. Just type that in. Please leave a review um, or not uh, but we also have a facebook page which is um as ever dreadfully underfollowed so please find us on facebook too <laughs> um so uh coming up we have rihanna yeah i said it um and <laughs> it's my favorite song honestly. Yeah. a convincing yeah. way to say the title it's my favorite rihanna song. um yeah thanks <laughs> yeah, so much for listening yeah. thank you so uh, much lauren and leah thank you thank so thank much for having us. Thank, thank you for coming on trying to think about it no yeah i said it boy get up beside it uh. i want you to homicide it going so wet i want you to